Traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men. And home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is feminist as fuck. Welcome to F-Words. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm your life and business coach now. Today we're re-airing episode 125 when I sat down with my client Maria Dobradic. She runs a program called Untangle designed to help her clients work through the tangles of life. In this episode we talk about Untangle and at that time it was geared toward college students. She then went on to focus on imposter syndrome and she's currently focusing on body image with a specific point of concern, belly shame. And we're sharing it with you today because Maria has absolutely flourished in the Selling You community. Witnessing her transformation has been such a beautiful experience. In the last year, Maria has gone from absolutely hating the concept of sales and being wildly uncomfortable talking about her business, not to mention the fear and shame around accepting monetary compensation for her work. To someone who regularly attends networking events, is deeply engaging with her social media followers in the comments of her content, and is experimenting with ads to get her belly quiz in front of more women who need it. That belly quiz, by the way, is going to be in the show notes. If you need a supportive community like this, like what Maria has had, sign up for Selling You. It's at the following bit.ly link. It's B as in boy, I, T as in Tom, dot L-Y, slash, capital S, E-L-L-I-N-G, capital U. So that reads out bit.ly slash selling you. And check out Maria's work at mariadabradic.com. those little and sometimes big if we're honest knots of feelings and thoughts and stress and confusion and overwhelm that you have and the ones you had while you were in college Ugh, those were doozies eh <laughs> my client maria debradic calls them tangles and she created an affordable group program to help teach you how to work through them it's called untangle This week on the pod, we talk to Maria about Untangle, what it is, why she's presenting it to college students, and why it's appropriate for everyone, and the incredible benefits of having a one-to-one coaching opportunity within the construct of a group program. Find Maria on all the socials at maria.dobradic. And check out Untangle at mariadebrotic.com slash untangle. We're going to link these in the show notes and on the socials as well, so you can easily find them. Oh my gosh, I am so excited about this conversation today. So I have my client Maria here, and she has created something absolutely beautiful that I'm really excited to talk about. Um, so Maria, my darling, my love, would you tell us a little bit about who you are and what your program Untangle is like? 
Oh my god, I'm so excited. When you start a podcast like that, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we both are very hypey. Oh, I love that. Oh, okay. So I am a life coach right now. I spent 10 years as a scientist. And then, you know, the logical path is for one to leave science and a career and become a life coach. Obviously. After you see how <laughs> fabulous life coaching is on yourself. So I did that and I'm loving it so far. I love the transition from career and working for somebody to working for myself. Oh, that yeah. has been amazing. And then I love also that I've created Untangle. I'm so proud of it. I'm so excited to see where it goes. And I'm so grateful that I was in a space I was in with you and everybody else where I got the encouragement I needed and also encouragement that I needed to start it and encouragement that I needed to keep going and not burn it down. Mm-hmm. So I am very excited about Untangle. I, I just... I guess, what can I say about Untangle? Untangle is a program that I am intending to get in front of students because it will be a way for students to learn how to manage their mind and their emotions. So not only school life gets to be easier for them and they get, you know, to, as they like to say, do successful school life, but also they'll learn the tools and take it away with them into their real life. And that's what really makes me excited about this because I feel like I'm creating a new generation here because I'm already teaching them things that we didn't get to learn at school. I had to be 35 or 30-something when I started learning about managing your mind and you know emotions being okay and feeling my feelings. And I get to teach them now when they're in college and that gives them such an advantage in life and it allows them to create the life as they want with a kind of a different perspective and a different start mm-hmm. but I do want to specify that I do not I'm not closing the program for anybody so if anybody's like oh my god that sounds something like I want yeah you can totally join I will just put it in front of students because that's who I think benefits the most from it and that's who I want to put it in front of but I will not say no to anybody yeah. <laughs> I'm like it is a program that can help humans so why close it so When you started talking about Untangle, I, well, when you first started talking about it, I was like goosebumpy everywhere. I was like, this is amazing. And then you started talking about it for students. And I was just thinking, oh my God, how different would have, would my undergrad experience have been or my grad school experience have been if I had this information then and presented in a way that made sense for application in the context of a semester or in the context of a course or whatever like that. Uh, I always daily, I think I wish I would have had this information sooner, but like as a student school can be so stressful, right? Like, and depending on how you, depending on how you operate within the context of a semester or of a course, like I was always the person who was like, okay, I got these assignments. Which one is the biggest? I'm going to save that for the last. (laughs) You did the logical way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) And like, I don't know, doing doing papers at the last minute and staying up all night to write a, you know, 20-page essay or, you know, studying for a test the night before or whatever and creating such a stressful environment for myself. And if I would have known how to manage my mind and how to process my emotions 
every ounce of that experience would have been so different. I'm so fucking excited for the students who join Untangle and just like have a completely different experience of college than I did. Oh my God. I'm all that I remember is that I really wanted to do everything in college and I did everything in college. But for me, it was like the doubt that was constantly present in everything that I did. It was just like, I just doubted myself and I was, whatever I did, it was not good enough. So constantly had to be better. It had to be better. It had to be. So it was that aspect that I think if I had these tools where I could understand, hey, these are my thoughts. I'm actually okay. I think my life would have been like 90% easier and I would have been like 90% less stressed and probably would have shown up way different to college and done way better. But because of the stress and constant like struggle, I don't have a 4.0 was like the death to me. It's like, how? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I didn't. So I want to give it to them. (laughs) Yeah, I love it so much. Because if you're... If your brain is taken up by stress, if like your brain space is taken up by stress, then rather than actually learning, you're just sort of memorizing. And not that there's not a place for memorization, but it's just a different, it's a different concept. And holy shit, how much, how, how different would college have been to actually learn things at a deeper level than just memorize them for a test or whatever? Oh, yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Yes, totally. And for me, it's like, I feel like I was um, almost in a stress response where it was like, I have to study this now. Okay, I have to study this now. Oh my God. It was a constant like, and if I was calm, I could like sit down and be like, okay, well, this is how this class is working out. And this is how it was. And this is, but everything was constantly like, I have to do this. And I have to do this. And I like a constant, almost like, high levels where even if you tried to study your brain wasn't taking up information it was busy being in stress response it was busy being flooded with all the chemicals over there that when you're freaking out so you're not really taking up much anyway yeah and instead of immersing yourself in the content of the course it's like every assignment is coming at you and you just have to like battle it or whatever (laughs) but you know what just hit me one of the people that inspired this is one of my friends that I met um, at a retreat this summer. And um, I had an interview with her for my podcast. Mm-hmm. She's a child of immigrant parents. And when we talked about her college experience, she was talking about how she was always actually telling people about these things and everything that she learned about being an immigrant child and realized during college and everything. And I realized how much she's grown during college. Mm. But that was because she had a calm college experience. Mm. She had a college experience where she did not stress out about studying and stress out about making it on time and stress out about all these other things. I'm not saying she didn't do it at all, but her experience was way different because she approached it from this like, this is who I am. It's a self-discovery. It's a journey. And it is. That is kind of basically college. It's not just about getting the grades. It is about figuring out who are we? How do we want to do life? What do we like? What do we don't like? But we can't do that if we're constantly just stressing out about everyday stuff. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you can't. I always go back to my main work that I did is like, I cannot be a brilliant scientist if I'm sitting there and worrying about how I'm going to look in my 
outfit for the day and if I should eat this or should eat that because I don't have the brain space yeah. to give myself to be a brilliant scientist. And I think men win at this because they don't have this body image fight that we do. So I'm like, of course they're winning. They have space to think about it. I don't. And same for students. They can't explore themselves. They cannot learn well because they're simply like in every day-to-day survival mechanism trying to learn, trying to do a job, trying to you know, make friends, it's like so much anxiety and stress happens versus growth and learning about yourself. And that's kind of what I want to take and kind of put into this program so they can get that. Ah, I love it so much. I love it so I know. much. I, I wish, <laughs> Maria, we could like transport this back 20 years so that I could have had it in college. <laughs> Me too. Let's do time travel. But right. I, I actually don't want to because then you would have been some brilliant, I don't know what, somewhere, <laughs> and you might have not been my teacher. So no, you don't. I mean, no time travel. <laughs> I want to work with you now. Forget it. So I'll be so. so I'll be totally like this is just for me, Kelly. You stay where you are. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I also want to be where I am. If I had a different college experience and I was a little bit more confident, I might have been an MD. And I kind of like where I am right now. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. But there's a part of that that's like, man, this is turning out okay. I mean, yes, of course, if you had tools, it would have all been a little bit different, a little bit easier. But since I'm already here, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that perspective. I love that perspective. Um, so something that I have found over my decades of helping other women start businesses is that they often have a reason that is like, I want to have fun in my life. I want to have the freedom to control my own schedule. I want to increase my financial stability. Um, outside of the context of a job or a partnership or whatever, just on my own, building something of my own, or I want to create something that's a little bit more social and have more friends or whatever. And so I'm going to use a business to do that. And I wonder if there are any of those reasons that sort of resonate with you. I know like finding coaching and being like, holy shit, this blows my mind to let me share it with other people is absolutely foundational for a lot of us for starting a coaching business. But like, what are some of the other reasons why you started this at all? (laughs) I'm going to give you my evil laugh. I'm like, (laughs) I just want to be in control of everything. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, you know what? It's what started hitting me because I did the things, right? Like I got to wear my, not my but I got to wear the white coat. I got to do the the thing that's supposed to be like that. You know, I was the brilliant scientist. I did these amazing things. I worked at the great university. I did all the prestigious things. I had like the prestigious career. I had all of that stuff. And that wasn't it for me. So there was a part of it where I understood it. it's like, okay, so this is not how we get to happy. Mm. And then I also decided that it's like, okay, so how do I want to, I understood that it's my mind that is like responsible for my happy, but what would be the easiest way for me to live how I want to? And being a scientist, the thing that's really not optimal, that mostly annoyed me, even though I had a very good control of my time, I started work at 5 a.m. and got out at like one and people that I worked with were fairly reasonable, but for example, starting in a new lab would mean, in the beginning at least, 
eight to five, nine to five schedule. And then you, when you're a scientist, you don't do work the whole time. Mm-hmm. I like to do work. I like to keep myself and my brain busy. I want to be tired when I get home from work. And sometimes having an experiment and putting it to incubate for an hour and then adding something and putting it to incubate for an hour and adding it. It drives, and then you you have to be there. You're kind of obligated to be there those eight hours, mm. much or more or less. And then, like some days, you have to stay longer, and that's fine. But what mostly annoyed me was the fact that I had to be almost like trapped, and I could not be in charge of how this was going to be done. Like I had to be here Monday to Friday, five to one. But it's like no, if. I, I don't have control over my time. I don't have control over my creativity. I don't have control over like what works for me and my body and my brain. And it really was starting to pull me down. I was, the, the less that I did, the worse that I felt. And then the less that I wanted to, <laughs> mm-hmm. that evil cycle. And I realized it's like, this is not what I want to do. I want to be able to do something where I decide, hey, I'm tired now. I want to break. Where I decide that, I am feeling great and inspired. This is when I want to do it. And even though my kids go to school, so I'm kind of mostly based off of school schedule right now because you can't do much when they're there. But still, I am the one in control when I'm starting mostly, when I'm ending, when I can like I can do something in the evening. I can. I am in control. And when I feel like I want to write this down now, I write it down. When I'm feeling um, like tired, I can take a break. It's me who's deciding my schedule right now. And that's huge. Mm-hmm. And also another thing is like the income that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. You are really limited to what you get. You can negotiate it, but only to a certain extent. And you then they get that 2%. And that does not work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've freaking crossed an ocean. I did not cross it. To stay stumbling between 15 and 70k a year. It doesn't mean I'm like, oh, I want to make this much money and it's an about money. But it's about the possibility of making as much money as I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I certainly did not come here to, to like, stay around that one small area. I do not like that. I, I like to be like, okay, here's an open space. What do you want to create? What is working for you? What do you want to do? Yes, I love this. I love this so much. I entrepreneurship is not for everybody. And there Dear are God, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> there are certainly some um emotional roller coasters that we ride as entrepreneurs. But for those of us who are drawn to it, who just like ache for that freedom and that flexibility and that ability to control our own shit whether it's our time or what we do and what we create or our own income or whatever, like there is nothing like it because then being sometimes being in a job can feel very confining and, and like you're trapped, which is what you were talking about. Like I'm here from this time to this time. And even if I've got something incubating and I'm not doing anything for an hour, I still have to fucking be here. Like, (laughs) To be honest, I, you know, you have options to like read papers and do other stuff. Sure. But the point is like, it's human mind. Yeah. <laughs> it finds loopholes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love this. I love this. So we talked about Untangle being something that you're presenting for students, but it's really for pretty much anybody. Is there 
Is there any more detail you can give about that? Or is there, is there anybody who like, wouldn't really necessarily fit into Untangle? Like, tell me, tell me more about that. Okay, so if you don't like me, <laughs> you're not gonna fit. that's it. If you're like, this person is annoying as hell, please don't come. Uh, I'm probably going to annoy you even more. I'm, um, I have a, allegedly I have a sense of humor I learned this weekend that I spent absolutely with do. <laughs> and some other friends. And I'm a little bit on the evilish side, as I like to say. <laughs> I'm trying to drink that drink you're going to like choke. <laughs> yes. So it's like, if you don't like me, don't come. But the reason I keep the program open is one thing. And this is going to answer your other question that I know you always ask your guests. Why my business is feminist as fuck. I will answer both at the same time. I have given birth to three boys. And I am watching them grow. And I can see what the society does like does for boys and how that affects boys. And, you know, my seven-year-old does not cry since he was five. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll get him to cry with me alone. He won't cry. Oh, my God. This kid is going to hate me. I've said it so many times in public. <laughs> when he's big, he's going to be like, mother. Anyway, yes. So it's like I see what happens with the boys. I see how they're raised. And that's why I don't want to close on table. I don't yeah. think it's fair for anybody who wants to do the work, regardless, sex, gender, whatever, where they're from in the, uni- in the universe, in the world. Um, the program is going to be on the lower side, so a lot of people can actually afford it, regardless of, you know, if we're going to leave all the life coaching out of it. But, like, you know, it's going to be an, it's kept on a, an affordable scale on purpose because I want as many people that want to do the work to come. And I want to keep it open because I want those boys to be able to have an opportunity because right now life coaching is, if we're going to be honest, it's mostly women. Yeah. So men kind of don't want to touch a lot of it, <laughs> not even with a stick. And I want to keep it open because there is some men that do. There are some men that are like, okay. And they usually come uh, under like, oh, I want to do this for my business. But then slowly they open it up and then they slowly kind of start embracing some aspects of it. And that's what I, why I want to keep it for everybody. Because I don't know who needs to hear that. And, you know, if they find themselves in it, they're welcome. Mm-hmm. I love this. And you're right. I mean, there are, <clears throat> of course, there are people like Tony Robbins who are like massively like well-known kind of coachy people. And also a lot of the, a lot of the life coaching that I have seen geared toward men is really like hyper masculine misogynistic content which is like not actually allowing you to process your emotions and see what the fuck it is that you're even feeling and like where does that come from what creates it and tap into the social programming that we all receive which like that doesn't just apply to women and so the fact that you're creating a space that allows men to be present i i think that's beautiful i really Truly everything that you've got going on in this program, I think is beautiful. Um, I also know you have mentioned the idea that for your Untangle members, you're going to open up spaces for one-to-one coaching so that people can take, take it deeper. Um, and that is also something that I find beautiful, obviously. Um, but tell me why you decided to allow people to work with you more deeply with that one-to-one opportunity. Um, you know, I love one-to-one coaching. 
I was the first I was first a group member when I started life coaching. Mm-hmm. But having a one-to-one coach is a different ball game. Absolutely. And I realized that. Because first of all, the biggest thing that I find is that you're sometimes not feeling safe enough. Not all of us do. And only to a certain degree, some of us do to say everything in front of a group of people. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people are like, okay. I really want to be coached on this. I just can't say it here. So that's one of the first reasons. And there's people who want to, because the class is a lot of questions and answers, a little bit of teaching. And it's less me coaching them, more about me teaching them how to coach themselves. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm trying to create it on purpose. So it's not like, oh, I'll coach you and then you leave and you don't know what to do. No, I want to give you tools so when you leave and you continue your life, you can do this yourself like kind of bring that awareness that they're capable empower them to do it themselves kind of just build maybe even a little bit of habit with this so I but some people while that is amazing they actually want to dive into some things in their life and they want to go deeper in there and I actually need more than what they're getting in the program and that's why it's like okay if you really want one-on-one coaching Let's see what works for you. What do you want? Like once a week, once a month, every two weeks, different people need it, different doses. So it's just like, okay, what do you need? What do you want? Let's, let's work on it. So you get it. Yeah. I love that. And that's one of the things that for, for people who are drawn to group programs that I think is maybe missing a little bit is that opportunity for one-to-one depth. And a lot of the groups that I've seen don't have that opportunity. And when you are not provided the opportunity to have a one-to-one coach and really explore that, you have no idea how amazing it can be because that kind of depth just really isn't, I don't want to say it's not possible because maybe it is for someone. It's never been for me to get on your own, like coaching tools and being able to coach yourself on a daily basis and get through the really stressful and tumultuous times and be able to create whatever you want on your own and coaching yourself to be able to do that. That's beautiful. And also you can't see everything when you're inside of it. So having your coach point things out to you is absolutely priceless. <laughs> let me see, let me give you an analogy that I shared at an event recently when somebody's like, I've heard hundreds of coaches talk at this point in time and I have no freaking clue what you do. Sure. Like, what's the point of your, like, existence? Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, you know, basketball game is like, you can play, you know how to play the game. You can play with your friends and have fun and enjoy the game, right? But being on a professional team and having a coach on that sideline watching you and pulling you out and saying, okay, this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. It's not just having a game and it's not, it's like, it's another level for someone from the outside is observing what's going on and can tell you mostly objectively more than a basketball coach. <laughs> like <laughs> we're more objective. They want their team to win. I mean, we want you to win too, but from like a point of view, like I will point out things that you might not like, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is the power of having a one-on-one coach. Absolutely. And, and I, I love that analogy and, and the distinction that you made because a basketball coach wants their team to win. And of course we want our clients to win, but we don't know what winning means for basketball coaches, a certain number of points. I don't know what winning means for you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I only think I can, I can like 
<laughs> I love the, I don't remember who said it, but it's like, I can show you your mind. Yeah. Right. My job is to show you your mind. And then you said it. I can't make you see it. Yeah. Right. I can show you, but it's ultimately you who sees what's going on on your own time. It might not be in a coaching session. It might be like a year later. I still right. find stuff that's like, oh my God, I've been coached on this. Look, it's coming up now. So <laughs> it's like, it's a wild journey over here, people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's I, and there's a special kind of a connection and special kind of trust that you form. So that work is possible. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm really, really excited to see how Untangle grows and to watch you really develop it into what it has the potential to become because I, uh, I just see these like amazing magical things from it and to see that in real life and like making it tangible and like being able to, to just witness the flourishing of this community. I'm just, uh, I'm so excited about it. Look, I feel like, um, like a little bit, I don't want to say a wounded soldier, but like a little bit wounded soldier climbing up this ginormous hill as I'm on this journey, right? That's how it sometimes feels, but it's the point that I see that this journey is the part of getting to that point. And this is all of it. Like it's already happening. There's people already entangled. We're already doing this work. We already have a man in the group. We're already like things are really, we have a student in the group. We're, we have grown already. And it's like, yeah, I might be a soldier, but that climb is this journey. It's not like, oh, there's going to be a hill and I'll get on top of it. I'm a little bit afraid that I'm like that. This is just going to keep going and it might get less steep at certain points, right? But it's going to keep going because we're going to keep growing. Yeah. See what I did there? I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Maria, I think you've answered all of my questions that I, you know, tend to incorporate into the conversation. Is there anything else that you feel like we need to touch on that you haven't talked about that you want to share? Woman, sell your program here. (laughs) My program. Okay. Okay. Tell me, tell me what your involvement in selling you, tell me how that has benefited you and how it's been different from other programs that you've been part of. Thank you. I love this question because I think I can sell your program fabulously. (laughs) I love it so much. It's like, it's so easy to sell things when you love them. Um, Okay. So it's been four months since we've been working together. So we did like six weeks and then we did three months, so over four months. And then um, I have to say it's been... It's been the biggest transformation I have experienced as far as my business goes, as like, let's say, person leading the business, um, because I might cry. (laughs) Okay, so here, here, (laughs) here's the best way to describe this. When I got into Kelly's program, I was like, um... So I just retired and I we went on a five-week trip to Europe and I was telling some of my family at that point in time and some of the people here that I'm going to do this life coaching thing. I am every, I've, I've retired because our lab was kind of, in a way, retiring. 
So I decided just to retire them them, and I'm going to do this life coaching thing on the internet. And that was what I was telling people. I did not tell them what life coaching was. I did not tell them what I do. I did not tell them what I coach. I was just like, yeah, I gave them this big spiel about everybody retiring and how this was an amazing journey and how I'm actually happy to step into the next thing. And then when I build all of that up and I'm like, "Ah, I'm going to do this life coaching thing now. Go away. Let me change the topic. (laughs) that was it I could not get myself to talk about it and this was the thing that's been happening like because I kind of started I decided I'm going to do the life coaching thing end of 2020 so all 2021 I did the certification and I did the things however I did not talk to anybody about this except like oh I'm doing this thing on the side that was it Mm -hmm. so when I actually decided I'm going to do this I was like, well, shit, I can't tell anybody about this. I don't know how to tell anybody. I am terrified to tell anybody. Like, what will people think? Um, you know, and then when I actually tried to offer people life coaching, I felt like I was, like, being the slimiest of salesmen, like, like I'm selling them something. Like, I had a lot of thoughts about selling and me selling, and it did not feel good. So getting into just that first six weeks, it gave me the taste of, hey, this is what it could be like. I mean, I still, let's be honest, I was far from it. It took, and it's still going to take another whole bunch of time for me to actually, because this is how my body, my brain likes to do things. Yeah. As in like, I'm going to create content. I'm going to sit here and do this. this, And I forget that the most important part about this is talking to people like talking to humans, right? So it's like, oh, I didn't get to talk to people yesterday because I keep forgetting certain things to do, right? Because I'm busy in doing, 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 doing. So I need to stay in the program for a bit more (laughs) and I will do more work on this, but it's magic. I've gone from that person who can't tell you anything to a person who can talk about coaching and life coaching. And yes, it can get better, of course, but hey, I created a program and I'm talking to people about this program and I just talked to you about it on the podcast and I'm just like, my mind is blown. This has been like four months difference and it's like a different human. If you asked me four months ago to do this podcast, I'd be like, I don't know what to tell you. I would probably wanted to come out of my skin and not sit here with you relaxed. So it's been a total shift in my that. way of thinking and acting and feeling about the whole darn thing. <laughs> Um, and this, I mean, I, I started the program four months ago, you know, like, so when we started working together is when selling you really started and became just an experiment that I was working with, like, what the fuck could I do with this? And the amount of growth that I saw in those of you who were there at the very, very beginning, just in that first six weeks, I was like, oh shit, this is this is something good. This is something good. And um, I could not have imagined <laughs> going into it that, that, that the growth and um, shifts and transformations that you all have gone through in relationship to selling your offers and even creating your offers and really being confident in what it is that you're offering would have had, like, I, my mind is blown. I'm so fucking proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And I'm proud of myself, but I want to add another thing because I'm like, I'm not leaving this out. (laughs) The amount of how much I felt held and supported, I've never experienced it in my life except 
from my husband that it's like that unconditional support that's like okay you got this in a sense that i always um coaching is brilliant but sometimes coaching feels like to some of us who have this pattern of like i'm doing everything wrong there's like this underlying weirdness where it's like oh i'm fixing this because i'm doing it wrong right mm -hmm. so some of us don't realize that and so there, there there's the undercurrent so especially being coached on my business a lot of times that's how i felt i like i was being told that i'm doing things wrong and made it a little bit harder because it made it a little bit emotionally tinged right the whole work had a little bit of like disappointed in myself and all, all of extra emotions that came. But when I was in this group with you who love it and all these other women, what I got is like, I would tell you, hey, I have this brilliant idea for Untangle. Nobody was like, oh, that's horrible. It wasn't like, it was like, okay, you took it and you did not point out anything not good about it. You just found it. No, anything not that that was not good about it. You just found really good parts, and you're like, okay, so how are we gonna do this? Let's do this. Let's do this. Could like you guided me through it, where I could be like, okay, I can fall, and I know you're gonna catch me, and I trusted you with that. But in the beginning, it was very weird because I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> like it felt so wrong because I was so used to it, right? I was in other programs. I had other coaches. So it's like, it felt very wrong that I didn't, like, I almost didn't believe you. Mm -hmm. It was so new. And then once I embraced it, it's like, okay, I got this. Because I was like, they're not lying. I'm brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have embraced your brilliance from the brilliant scientist to the brilliant coach and entrepreneur. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, the scientist brilliance still needs to be embraced, just so we're clear. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Any other tidbits and morsels of goodness that you would like to share? Come and join us. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to meet more women who want to do this work. Like, let's be honest. There, I do... Um, Another thing you, you really kind of gave me permission to do almost, although I didn't really need it. But, you know, when you don't know certain things, like I do a shit ton of lives in the group mm -hmm. because that's just, as Kelly said, that's just how you process it, just how you do it. And I'm like, oh, not crazy to want to do like three times a day, go live and just get the shit off my chest. So I do a shit ton of lives and I'm like, I want more people who are like me in here. So if you like to like talk it out, come and join me. <laughs> but also it's like, yeah, you you will be feeling like you want to die, but we're all there and we all do it. So it's not, you're not alone. So it's okay. Come join us. I love that. Thank you for the glowing words. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I really, I am like, can I just go sell your program instead of mine now? Because <laughs> for mine, I still have to work on it, right? Like, yours is so easy. I don't have any mind drama about yours. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, okay, so I think my last question then is just like, how do we find you? Where are you on the socials? 
How do we sign up for Untangle? Like, give us all the details. And obviously, we'll link it in the show notes as well. Okay, so I have a very unique name. And it's like M-A-R-I-J-A. So Maria with a J. So if you type my name and you type Untangle, I'm going to come up. Beautiful. Because nobody in the world has this name. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, there's people from my country, but they're not you know, untangled or tangled into anything like I am. So I do it. that and I'll pop up. And I am Maria Dubratic with the dot between the first and last name on the socials. So the last name, I'm like, oh, should I spell that for you? D-O-B-R-A-T-I-C. And I'm not changing these names on purpose because I yeah. just like you know, There's no know. reason to change your name. Actually, you can totally run to my cousin who has the same name as me on the social. So if you have a high schooler, then it's wrong. I am not in high school. I'm like my mid-30s. I might dress sometimes like in high school. My background might look like like I'm in high school. I do as crazy shit as high schoolers do. But you know, the age is not high school. The face doesn't look like high school. (laughs) I love it. And we'll put all of your links everywhere. I'll have have Megan link your your socials and your website and all of that stuff. Um, Thank you, Megan. I love you. (laughs) Of course, of course, of course. All right. I think that's everything. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your brilliance with us today. Thank you for having me on. This was so much fun. To make sure you get in on all the action for the biz in a box replays and you have the opportunity to spend a week with me in the mini course to define and hone your authentic as fuck sales voice. You want to make sure you go to this bit.ly link to fill out the registration form. It is B as in boy, I, T as in Tom dot l y slash capital s as in sally lowercase e l l i n g capital u dash capital b as in boy lowercase i z as in zebra capital b as in boy o x lowercase ox so it reads bit.ly slash selling you hyphen bizbox and if you know that you already want to be in on the next round of selling you go to my website kellylinjewel.com slash selling dash you and fill out the form titled waitlist